From Decrypt Media, this is the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Diemer. Today on the show, is it ETH or is it F? Oh, somebody doesn't like the way I say it. Coming up on the Decrypt Daily. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the show. Today is Tuesday, September 20th, 2022. You know, I always ask you to write in Matthew Aaron at Crypt.co. Give me feedback on the show. You can also leave comments on Apple Podcasts. You can also go to Spotify and click that five stars in other places. And I usually check around twice a week to see if there's any new comments or whatever, because I always like feedback for the show to see that we're delivering what we're supposed to be delivering for you. Got a comment on Apple Podcasts the other day, Thursday from 67 Reaper, two stars. Very little info and annoying how he keeps pronouncing F wrong. F, how do you like that Reaper? F. Anyway, it's one of those contentious subjects in the crypto space is it eth or is it f now the majority does say eth eth long e eth they say it's well it's ether <laughs> and uh vital buterin he says eth however there are people that say f joe lubin the co-founder of ethereum and the founder of a consensus says f so if two co-founders of ethereum say it two different ways i'm gonna have to say that they're both right what do you think matthew anticrypt.co and I just want to reply to 67 Reaper and say, too little info, this is exactly the format of the show. The news in 15 minutes or less, so you can know the headlines and go on your day. And if you want to deep dive into them, you can deep dive on your own. Anyway, your feedback is always welcome. However, I will always bring it up and defend myself or congratulate you on great observations on the show. So be warned. Let's get into those crypto prices. And the time is 9.12 a.m. Eastern Daylight Saving Times. We have Bitcoin up 1.6% in 24 at $19,118. Ethereum is at $1,350. It says up 2.3%. However, it seems pretty much even from yesterday. Tether is number three. USDC is number four. And Binance is at 268, up 1.4%. Rounding off the top 10, we have BUSD, XRP, Cardano, Solana, and Dogecoin. No big gains. However, I lied. XRP is up 10% in 24 hours. It's at 38.8 cents. The total market cap is up 1.5%. It's at 929.5 billion. A BTC dominance of 39.4 and an F dominance of 17.8, dropping even more. Moving into today's headlines. This is an interesting story because, well, you'll see it in a minute. The now bankrupt crypto brokerage firm, Voyager Digital, We'll see it's approximately $200 million outstanding crypto loan to Alameda Research returned, according to a court filing published on Monday. Alameda and Voyager came to an agreement after the New York Bankruptcy Court granted Voyager's request to have its loan repaid. Alameda will return to Voyager around 6,500 Bitcoin and about 51,000 F by September 30th of this year. And in exchange, Voyager returned the collateral tied to the loan, 
which is 4.65 million FTT or FTX tokens, and around 64 million SRM or Serum tokens. And that's around $160 million uh, in collateral uh, to get $200 million back. So Voyager is going to be up around $40 million. It's quite a bit of money. As you guys know, Voyager filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy back in the beginning of July this year with outstanding liabilities as much as $10 billion. Later that month, FTX announced plans to acquire Voyager, but the New York-based crypto broker dismissed the offer as a low-ball bid dressed up as a white knight rescue. Indian exchange YZRX has stopped the deposits of USDC, USDP, and TUSD and will not support any new deposits, and they'll be using only BUSD stablecoin. And YZRX will auto-convert those existing balances of the stablecoins that we just mentioned at a ratio of 1 to 1. I... I feel like we heard this before. Is this deja vu? Anyway, I'll, I'll keep reading. The exchange detailed that it will freeze withdrawals of USDC, USDP, and TUSD after 5 p.m. IST on September 23rd, followed by the listing spot market pairs for all three stablecoins on September 26th. Today's news comes two weeks after a similar move by Binance. That's where we heard this before. Okay, I got it. It also comes in the wake of Binance recently denying ownership of X, despite stating exactly the opposite back in 2019. Okay, so <laughs> this is why this sounds weird. So X is following the same game plan as Binance when it comes to their stablecoins. They're only going to use BUSD. And if you have stablecoins, they're going to auto-convert it at a one-to-one ratio. But if you want to withdraw, they'll still let you withdraw. But if you want to withdraw, they'll still let you withdraw the other stablecoins. The fact is they're going to be switching to exclusively using BUSD stablecoin on their exchanges. Very interesting, considering they're not owned by Binance. As you guys know, why we've been talking about X the past couple months is the Enforcement Directorate, or the ED, India's chief financial enforcement agency, accused X of breaking currency exchange regulations and freezing $8.14 million of the company's assets. Last week, X's bank accounts were unfrozen by the ED because they were actively cooperating. This is an ongoing story that I find interesting that I do not think is done, even though People are saying that it's over. I don't believe that. I'll tell you my opinion in a moment. TribeDAO, the entity spawned from the token merger between Rari Capital and Fay Protocol, they announced today that they will repay the victims of the Rari hack. The today's vote was the fourth on whether to make users whole or not after the Rari hack. So the first vote was in May, and the community voted overwhelmingly to use TribeDAO's treasury to pay back victims. However, there was a second vote around a month later, and it vetoed that decision, saying that the original May vote was unclear of how they would repay the victims. A week after that vote, there was a third vote. And then the community said, nah, we're not going to repay the victims. However, as I just said, there was a fourth vote saying that, no, we will repay the victims. And we're going to use the Fay Algo stablecoin. And so I don't think this story is done at all. And here's my three points. Number one. I don't trust that with this many votes, the actual outcome is going to be the outcome. It should be the outcome the first time. <laughs> but this is the fourth vote. And so I think that we're going to have another vote or some disgruntled people talking about the vote. Number two, the Faye stablecoin. Well, it's an algorithmic stablecoin, and I have no faith in the algorithmic stablecoin. So when you pay back $80 million, everybody's going to get money that they thought they already lost. So... I think the natural thing to do is to just get the hell out of it as soon as possible and get your money back. Well, since everybody's going to do that, they're going to break the peg. 
I don't think the Fed's going to hold, and I think it's going to cause a whole slew of issues downstream. Or the third, and I know this sounds pessimistic, I know it does, and really skeptical, but I think I have good reason to be. The third option is that this is all planned, and they know that using the algorithmic stablecoin is probably not the best idea to pay people back. And so it's going to come with some kind of lockup or some kind of like conditions with this payback that I don't think people are expecting right now in order to protect against the dump and to protect the algorithmic stablecoin. These are my thoughts. What do you think? Matthew Arnett to Crypt.co. The Ethereum name service ENS has registered control of the f.link domain after winning an injunction in its lawsuit against domain provider GoDaddy. GoDaddy allegedly transferred the ENS f.link name to domain name register Dynodot before its expiration date and put the name up for auction in what the ENS called a breach of contract that violated an agreement to respect knowledge and protect the f.link name. Therefore, they sued to get that back and it's theirs again. The U.S. Treasury Department, they invited people to comment on how digital assets are being used in crime and what the government can do about it. It lists 23 questions, links in the show notes, touching on a number of topics, including the risk posed by NFTs and what the government can do to prevent crime related to DeFi, non-custodial trading, lending, and borrowing. Some of the questions are as follows. Very interesting here. Let's just say number five. How can the U.S. government improve state-to-state and state-to-federal coordination for the AML, CFT regulation, and supervision of digital assets? Number six, what steps should the U.S. government consider to combat ransomware? That's a damn good question. Number seven, what additional steps should the U.S. government consider to address the illicit finance risks related to mixers and other privacy-enhancing technologies? And there are many, many more. Link is in the show notes. Read them. If you will, answer them. I think you must. And finally, this is a very interesting one that we'll be talking about again, I think, for quite some time. The FEC filed a federal lawsuit against crypto influencer Ian Bellina for his failure to register a cryptocurrency as a security before launching a 2018 ICO, or Initial Coin Offering. The SEC claimed that it had the right to sue Bellina not only because the case concerns its transactions made in the United States, but also because essentially the entire Ethereum network falls under the U.S. government purview. That's interesting. I will continue. The SEC appears to be suggesting that because of Ethereum's validating nodes currently operate in the United States more than any other country, all Ethereum transactions globally should be considered of American origin. Currently, 45.85% of all Ethereum nodes operate from the United States. The second greatest density of nodes is Germany, with only 19%. So let me summarize this really quick. It seems that the SEC is suggesting because there's more validating nodes in the United States, Ethereum basically is American. And so A, if the majority of validating nodes is here in the United States, then apparently this is American-made, and apparently the SEC has purview over it, which is super interesting. We'll continue with this. One second. We have a University of Kentucky law professor, Brian Fry. He said, I think that they may be trying to get their version of what Ethereum is and how it works out into the judicial ecosystem. Basically, it's the SEC saying, he continues to say, this entire body of financial activity is within the scope of the stuff that we can regulate, and therefore we're going to regulate all of it. It's the first time I've seen the SEC really say out loud how it understands the Ethereum ecosystem to work and why it thinks it falls in the scope of what the SEC regulates. He continues to say, I can see judges absolutely accepting that. 
Sure, Ethereum is substantially located in the United States, insofar as it's run by a bunch of computers, and a bunch of those computers are in the United States. Basically, he says, judges are going to agree. Adam Cochran, I don't think he's seeing it the same way. He tweeted, Rather than take on a simple case, the SEC is trying to use this to set precedent, claiming that all of crypto is under SEC's jurisdiction. And I think this is a good point, because remember, a lot of Bitcoin hash rate moved from China to the United States. So now the U.S. has the majority, not the majority, not the 51% majority, but the most hash rate of any country. So under this argument, are they also going to say that Bitcoin is American and the SEC can just control all of it? That's interesting. They're going to try it with Ethereum, apparently. See how far this goes. Adam Cochran continued to tweet and say, This is an absolutely unacceptable overstep that will have to be pushed back against aggressively. And I tend to agree. What do you think? Matthew Aaron at Decrypt.co. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Decrypt Daily. My name is Matthew Deemer. I'll be back tomorrow. Same Matt time, same Matt channel. And until then, if you have an extra moment, please go to Apple Podcasts, click five stars, write a nice comment to drown out that two-star comment that says they don't like the way I pronounce F. And also smash five stars on Spotify. And until tomorrow, happy hodling, everyone.